Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Everybody, thanks for joining us for this episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen coming to you from in between Wickenburg and Congress, Arizona. I'm here with Rain Grant. We have been here for the last couple days working on horsemanship and doing some roping. And so I want to welcome Rain to our podcast. Welcome, Rain. Yeah, thank you. So, Rain, to begin with, just tell our listeners just a little bit about you and, and uh, just a little little bit of background on you. Yeah, so I, um, I'm from Wyoming, and then I am lucky enough to spend the winter in Wickenburg, Arizona with my parents, and I'm in high school. I'm a senior in high school, and I compete in high school rodeo, and yeah, it's been fun last couple days working with Phil, and he showed me a lot. The last couple of days we've been working, Rain and Rain and I and Paula Cooper and Mike, your dad, mm-hmm. we've been working on horsemanship in the morning and then working on our roping in the afternoon. Um, one of the first questions I'd ask you is, and, and I always did it at all my clinics, and Paula's been to my clinic at Laramie, that's where we first met, and Paula will be on, on the, in the next episode. but. One, one question I always ask everybody because it also helps me going forward um, with my clinics is, you know, was there something that stuck out to you? Like, was there an aha moment where something started to make more sense that maybe you previously struggled with? Mm-hmm. Whether it be horsemanship, with your rope horse, with, you know, and, and, and really we'll talk about this in more detail, but I think after a couple of days, because this is the first time you and I have worked right. together, mm-hmm. you can really see how a change in your horsemanship can really affect every advance. Yes, it does, yeah. Um, I really, you know, we worked a lot on like feel and it helped me understand how important that is in all my events, you know, with my colts in the barrels and in the roping too, the importance of having that feel with them and working on just getting them more broke and working on my horsemanship with them. So that really is what stood out to me the most probably. Well, and one of the things you'd talked about is that it, in the future, of course, you're, you're in your senior year of high school. Yep. So you've got your high school rodeos coming up this spring and then you're, this fall you're planning on going to... I'm going to go to LCCC in yeah. Cheyenne. Yeah, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Laramie County Community College in mm-hmm. Cheyenne. So, you know, you've got that coming up, but down the road, you had talked about riding some fraternity colts, mm-hmm. showing some barrel fraternity horses. You know, talk a little bit about just the fundamental horsemanship principles that you think will help you going down that road. Being able to work with you and stuff, it's it's just made me more excited to have those goals of doing that and learning all these fundamentals of the horsemanship and stuff. I'm excited to apply it to my future and, you know, a lot with the feel and the one rain stops and everything that we worked on, just the basics, all the simple stuff, I think will help me so much in the future. 
You know, one thing I think too with the young horses, you start to understand how important it is to present things in a way that they understand. Right. Because here's the thing, if number one, if a lot of times the first thing that has to happen there is we need to understand Mm-hmm. what we're doing and why we're doing it. And we kind of we kind of talked about that, understanding the why. Yep. Why are we doing this? And, and then, you know, how to do it, how to apply it. Because every, every horse we train is going to be a little bit different, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, you know, you're very accomplished in your horsemanship already at 17. You know, I mean, I just wish I was, when I was 17, if I'd have been anywhere close to where you're at right now, yeah. gosh, that would have been great. Yeah. But you know, that was just a different time. And you know, now, just like you and Paul, you're both very driven. You have a growth mindset, which is very important. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're 17 or 57, like right. me, you got to have a growth mindset. And, and you can attribute that to your dad too, because he's got a growth mindset. Yes, he's, he's always trying to get better. He he's helped me a lot with that, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, like, talk a little bit about, so we were having some challenges with your breakaway mm-hmm. horse when mm-hmm. I got here. Talk about the challenges you were having and then the changes you made, because you're the one that made the changes and you're the one that right. fixed the issue. Yeah. So I uh, I was struggling with keeping him free and it was kind of, it was affecting my roping, my horsemanship. And I, I didn't realize that. I just thought my horse is cheating me and it's, it's just my horse's fault. But it comes down to how I was riding my horse and the things that I was doing to my horse to make him do that. And so we worked a lot on just riding my horse and keeping him free and then my roping was so much easier then it just came back naturally pretty much you know when we're a lot of times when we're struggling with our roping mm-hmm. we we get so laser focused on the roping part right. that we don't really take a step back and look at what's really causing that and like for like with your horse which you got a really nice horse but that horse had kind of figured out when you were getting ready to deliver your rope. Mm -hmm. And he was getting sticky in that front end and shorting you. And he was making it really hard for you to continue with your follow through. So, you know, we talked a lot about that. And that one thing, it took me a long time to figure that out, but eventually I figured out if you, you fix your horse, the roping takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. It does. You know, you explained that very well to me in the last couple of days, and it made a lot of sense. So, like, uh, talk a little bit about the values of your practice, and you know, just like with your pin roping, mm-hmm. when you're when you're pin roping, you know, when you go out to pin rope, what are some of the goals that you have? What are some of the challenges that you're looking to correct when you do that? Every time I go into a practice, I try and have a purpose of what I'm doing on that horse and why why am I riding him like this or why am I gonna pin rope on him that day? So I just always have that in mind and I try and keep it positive and, you know, a lot of things I work on is just position and 
you know, yeah. keeping my horse now, I'm going to keep him free and work on that kind of stuff with him. And I think that'll help with my younger colts and just all my horses. Yeah, I tell you, you know, you, you really hit on one point there. Position, like in the rope, and that's everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to, you know, if, if we help our horses get in position, which one thing we worked a lot on was helping our horses understand that when they get in that position we want them, that's the release point. Right. That's the sweet spot. Yeah. You know, and we worked on, um, and we'll talk about it in, in Paula's episode here in a little bit, but like where her horse would get a little strong at times, mm -hmm. when, when her horse got to that point, we would, we would just rein him off and go lope circles and then come back to that same position and put your hand down and let your horse, help your horse understand that, that that's the sweet spot. Right. That's the release point that we want them to try to find. Mm -hmm. And you know, you think about it from a horse's perspective, just like leaving the box, when you put your hand down and they know the spot they need to get to, well, then you can just worry about roping. Right. You don't have to, you don't have to think yeah. about anything else. And it, it's so important that we have those horses prepared mm -hmm. and understand what, where that release point is as far as position is concerned, because I mean, let's face it, if they don't know where to go, it, they're not going to make our job very easy, no. right? And you, ha you handle your rope really good. You ride super good. I mean, you ride really, really good. Yeah. With your other events, how do you see, um, you know, yesterday we talked about now in the horse industry where multiple events are going to benefit from those hor foundation horsemanship principles. Talk a little bit about the other events that you do. Talk about some of the challenges that you meet with in those events and, and then ways that now, and, and before you could correct them too, but hopefully now you have another piece or two of the puzzle to help right. you. So talk a little bit about that. So in the barrels and poles, I mean, the fundamentals in the horsemanship is so important from the warming them up to the gate it's all it all comes to your run and how your run is put together and so I think that is super important with working on all that stuff leading up to that and I mean a lot of it is mental and staying positive through all those events and working on you know like I said that growth mindset of wanting to be better and having that positive attitude of becoming better so yeah, the pot like the just the working on the horsemanship of everything with it. It's right. It's helped so much, and I'm excited for this spring, knowing what I know now after these last couple days, and doing working with my horses the next couple weeks, getting ready for right. those spring rodeos. It's gonna. I'm very excited. Well, and, and one thing too that we worked on was, you know, being efficient. Mm -hmm. You know, because. There's, you know, here, here's the thing, we're, and everybody, it doesn't matter who you are, 
what your name is, what your resume is, you're going to meet with challenges. Right. It's yeah. it's coming. Yeah. I can guarantee the one guarantee is especially with horses, the one guarantee is is that it's going to be challenging. Mm -hmm. You're not nobody wins all the time. Nobody's days are perfect. You know, there's the mentality the of understanding that is is so important mm -hmm. because even at your age you know we're finishing up your senior year of high school fixing to start college that same mindset carries over to everything else you do it does, and yeah. it shows i mean you know the commitment you have to you know i've been here for three days and you and Paula go work out every morning at 5.30. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were just talking about it before we got on here how easy it is to talk yourself out of it. It is, yeah. You know, and you need to, you need to keep talking yourself into it. Right. Right? But at the same time, when you, when you do that and you're working on your physical condition, you're also working on your mental yeah. Because it makes you stronger up here. It does. And I feel like when you are putting in that work, you're more confident in your roping. And, you know, you've known that you've done everything you can to be your best. So it helps you be more confident and stay more positive. And well, and it's all part of preparation. It is, yeah. It's all part of preparation. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you put in the time, you put in the effort, you put in the preparation, and, and you understand what you're asking and what what responses you're looking for, mm -hmm. and you understand where that release point is, well, then your horses start to understand you. Yeah. What about with your horses when you're working with them and, and they start to understand what the release point is? What do you, How do you feel that affects your confidence and their confidence? It makes you feel so much better and, you know, I have not trained very many horses or but like just seeing things work out it's very relieving I'm like oh I'm maybe doing this right you know right um, so that's it's really cool a big confidence boost for sure well you say you haven't trained very many horses but there's like 15 horses right. down here <laughs> on this place so you know and we've rode multiple horses since I've been here and uh, you know applied the same system right you know and you can you can start to see the benefits or you know and really and truly going back to horsemanship horsemanship is just communicating with an animal in the way they understand it that's it that's yep. all it is and in horsemanship the you know the way i do it the way you do it the way paula does it you know it it can be similar but different and you know I think and I think that's okay yeah right because everybody's an individual and everybody's different and every horse is different you know you're gonna have some horses that you apply your system your training program mm -hmm. a lot different than others right you know it's just like your rope horses Paula's horse we're we're trying to get him to melt into that sweet spot a little bit more find mm -hmm. that release point in your horse we're trying to get him freed up yeah you know and so you you have to make that adjustment and that's that's challenging it is. that's yeah. challenging mm -hmm. you know because just think about your other events I mean you've got some nice barrel horses you know talk about 
the importance of that understanding and that feel. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked a lot about feel and I'll be the first to admit years ago, I didn't even talk about feel a whole lot because I really, I didn't know how to teach it. I can talk about it, but then somebody says, okay, how do I develop feel? And really, I didn't have a good system, Mm -hmm. you know, 25 years ago. And then I finally started to figure out how I could develop feel and work on timing and balance and creating muscle memory. So like with your barrel horses, how, you know, talk about your feel, your timing, your balance. You've worked with you went down and stayed with Ashley Schaefer for like a month, uh-huh. did you say? Yep, yeah, a month. You know, one of my favorite trainers. Yeah, Ashley, she's awesome. I mean, she is hard worker and she's really good horsewoman. Yeah, very intelligent. You know, yeah, very, very intelligent mm-hmm. when it comes to with horses. I mean, with your barrel horses and especially young horses, feel timing and balance. How, how important is that going to be? It's so important. I mean... And it's important to feel where they're at too and what those horses need and you know what you need to work on with them that day and yeah it's just it's so important in reading them and like we talked a little bit about just spending time with them like saddling them and catching them and that's all important too understanding how they're feeling yeah and those you know those horses I talk a lot about association. I mean, I, I want my horses to associate being with me or me being with right. them. Kind of building that trust. And yeah, building yeah. trust and having that confidence because yeah. it just makes sense. I mean, I don't, I think this holds true for about anybody. I personally do not want to hang around somebody I don't trust or have confidence right. in. Right. Well, I mean, I can't. Horses are never going to speak English, so they really can't answer this question. But at the same time, I really think a horse is that way, mm-hmm. you know. And so, just like talking about the young horses, you know, when you're going thirty miles an hour to the first barrel, right, and then in a split second, you're asking you asking them to rate and turn. Mm-hmm. That's freaking challenge right I mean how how are they supposed to know because even with their eye you know and their eyesight's different than ours they they see images but they don't see uh, they don't see objects crisp and clear like we do Mm -hmm. so you think about that it's amazing we get them to do what they do really those young faturity horses I mean how crazy is that so after the last couple of days with riding your young horses, what, what's, what's one thing that you're probably going to be more aware of? That feel, mostly. Like yeah. building that trust and getting that rate with my kind of melting in the saddle like that. And it's something that I've like known about and that I've kind of, I kind of do on my own, but... Right. In the last couple of you days, do. you've explained it to me, and so now I'm aware of what I'm doing it and how I'm doing it, and that's probably what I'll be working on the most is building that feel and that rate and melting in my saddle and stuff. So, you know, just like you said, we we all do it to a mm-hmm. degree, right? Without even knowing it, 
-hmm. You know, because when you're running hard to a spot and then you want to raid and turn, you're, you're going to melt down in your saddle some, but for a long time, early on, I didn't, uh, once I figured out really how important that was, then I was so much more aware of it. Right. Well, then I overemphasized it. Mm -hmm. And then I started figuring out how, how could I use those foundation exercises, like those level one exercises to develop that feel. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that horse, before we, you know, it's just like the lateral flexion and one rein stops. Yep. If you do the repetitions, it won't be long before you just start to reach down that rein and that horse is tipping its nose. They're yeah. getting ready. Exactly. Yeah. So that right there tells you they get it. Mm -hmm. They understand feel. Yeah. And I think you breaking it down and making it simple to where we can understand it and help the horses understand it too. Like I said, for the longest time, I, you know, I was probably putting some feel in those horses, but just mm -hmm. like you're saying, I, I didn't really understand it completely. Right. But then once I did, and I was more aware of it, and I started to overemphasize it more, and then I started to figure out more exercises that could develop that feel. Mm -hmm. Because really, you think about it, it's kind of crazy to think, you got 11, 1200 pound horse going 30, 35 miles an hour. And then you think just by pulling on the bridle reins, you're going to get right. a big stop or a big yeah. soft response. Yeah, you know, if, <laughs> what's that? Yeah, you won't. No, it I mean, won't it, work. <laughs> if we don't help them understand what's coming, right? it's not going to be very good. No. You know, and then we get in, either. no, and then we get into a tug of war. You know, and then it's, can I pull harder than you can push? Mm -hmm. You know, which is a nightmare. You know, and we've all been there. I've been there. Yeah. I mean, so coming into this spring and summer, you've got how many high school rodeos? We'll have seven regular rodeos and then state. Okay. So, yeah, quite a few. And, what, and what events will you enter? Um, Barrel racing, pole bending, goat tying, breakaway, and team roping, and then the reined cow horse, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah awesome. So, That's yeah. a fun event, yeah, huh? Yeah, it is super fun. I just started doing it this fall, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great event. Mm -hmm. I wish they would have had that event in there years ago when yeah. my kids were in high school, and well, and even me. You know, that would have been a great event back then. Then this summer, you will rodeo some this mm -hmm. summer yep i'll go to a few amateur rodeos in wyoming and colorado and then go to like shawnee and gallup and yep. hopefully nationals right so then yeah. uh this fall go to l triple c laramie mm -hmm. county community college yep. in cheyenne and what are you going to major in any I, idea i don't know yet nope um kind of just probably take my generals and then kind of go from there well if it's you know, I'm 57 and I haven't figured out what I'm going to do when I grow up yet. So yeah. I'm not, yeah, don't worry, but you got plenty of time. Yeah. You got plenty of time. So right now, getting ready for this spring, what are some of the things, well, just go, th go through each event, talk mm -hmm. about your horses in those events, and maybe talk about something with that horse that maybe you could do to maybe help it get a little better. or or just keep it more solid, as solid yeah. as you need it. Right. So my good pole horse and barrel horse right now, she um, 
I kind of take it pretty easy on her through the winter and I but I'm excited to get back on her and start working with this stuff with her and she's pretty bad at the gate mm -hmm. just has some gate issues and stuff so I think working on you know that those one rain stops and building that feel more in my saddle will help her a lot and staying more consistent in the barrels and poles too yeah, one thing we didn't talk about is creating triggers mm -hmm. that flip that switch right. back to the thinking side of their brain. And that's, you know, really and truly you could use any of those foundation exercises to do that. Right. But that's, that's one thing that, especially like at your age, like I said, if, I've, if I had understood triggers mm -hmm. and the thinking and reacting side of a horse's brain at 17, yeah. Oh, my life would have went so, so much smoother yeah. because, you know, it's just like that when you have a horse that's, well, see, the gate becomes a trigger. It is. And it creates a reactive response, yeah. just like for some rope horses, the box yep. can. Or just like yesterday, we put a tarp over the chute while we watered the arena. Mm -hmm. A couple of them horses didn't like that tarp. Right. You know, that tarp became a trigger. Yep, and then they reacted. And yeah, and so when you, understand, when you understand those triggers and how to create a trigger to bring them, flip that switch back from mm -hmm. the reacting side of their brain to the thinking side of their brain, that in itself is going to eliminate yeah. or help you to manage that gate issue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I and think... That's do you run barrels and poles on the same horse? Um, yeah, she does both. Um, I have some other barrel horses that I kind of run, but she's very good in both of them, which is really rare. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm super lucky with her. And then what about? Uh, so then in the roping, mm -hmm. what will you ride in the rope in the spring? Um, well, in the breakaway. Maybe yeah. Hopefully my good horse in the ba the bay. Um, and he is super solid at the rodeos and working on keeping him freed up, I think yep. is going to help him a lot. And now I know how to do that and continue to do that in my practice sessions. And yeah, it looked good yesterday. Yeah. Looked yeah. good yesterday. Thank looked you. really good. Yeah. Your go time horse, good horse. Yeah. Yep. She's just solid and does yep. the same thing every time. It makes, makes it a lot easier for me to focus on tying goats. So. Yeah, she's, I'll work with her with all that stuff too, and you know, it'll help her stay solid and make me more consistent. Well, and it gives you an opportunity to practice. Mm -hmm. it you, does. you can't have, you can't do enough, you can't do too many correct repetitions. Yep. You know, you can't be too good with fundamental horsemanship principles. Mm -hmm. I mean, because really and truly, after the last couple of days, if, if, if you didn't get anything else out of this, <laughs> if you just understand that, yeah. you're gonna be able to really deal with some of the challenges as they come up. And they right. will, they'll yeah. come up. I mean, it's, there ain't a horse out there that's a program computer. Yeah. You know, they're just, they're animals with thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, well, we're about out of time, so I'm going to wrap it up. But I want to I want to thank Rain Grant for being with us. I want to wish you the best of luck this spring. I know you, you're going to do great. You're going to you've got a really, really, really bright future ahead thank of you. you. Yeah. And thanks for having me come out. It's been great. Um, 
for all you listeners out there, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for following us. We're, I saw a deal the other day of how many countries um, our podcast has reached, and it just blew my mind. It was I can't even remember the number, but it's a bunch. So we appreciate all of you listening. Have a great week of training. God bless each and every one of you. And as always, today and every day, do your best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.